Hi, my name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround everyday life and our walk with Christ. So, Yemi, what are we diving into today? Well, Philia, we are giving everyone here a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles performed by Jesus Christ and we apply it to modern day life. And on today's episode, we are going to cover the signs and wonders that led to the healing of the official son. So this is, we're going to consider this the second miracle. But what's interesting is that we are in the book of John. Um, and John actually wrote his gospel after the other um, gospel writers, mm -hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then comes John. And so it's kind of maybe thought of that he included things that weren't included in the others after he read it and said, you know, there needs to be a little bit more. Or maybe he was there in the beginning where others didn't see things. But we're going to pick off, pick up where we left off in the um, John chapter two, right after the miracle of turning water into wine. I'm going to read from verse 13 um, all the way to verse 25. And this is a really interesting spin and insight, the way that John wrote this. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. First, Passover cleansing the temple. Now the Passover the Jews was approaching. So Jesus went up to Jerusalem and to the temple enclosure where he found the people who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and money changers sitting at their tables. He made a whip of cords and drove all of them out the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned tables. Then to those who sold the doves, he said, take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of commerce. His disciples remembered that it was written in the scriptures, zeal, love, concern for your house and its honor will consume me. Then the Jews retorted, what sign attesting to miracles can you show us as proof of your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, I will destroy this temple and in three days I will rise up. It will, I will rise it up. Then the Jews replied, it took 46 years to build this temple and you will rise it up in three days. But he was speaking of the temple, which is his body. So when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that what he had said and they believed and trusted in and relied on the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at Passover feast, many believed in his name, identifying themselves with him after seeing his signs and attesting to his miracles, which he was doing. But Jesus, for his part, did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and understood the superficiality and fickleness of human nature. And he did not need anyone to testify concerning man uh, and human nature, for he himself knew what was in man in their hearts, in their very core of their being. And so I'm going to move on to um, John chapter four, uh, verses, um, verse 43 to 54. 
after the two days, this is after the wedding, <laughs> after the two <laughs> days, he went, he went on from there into Galilee for Jesus for Jesus himself declared that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So when he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. Since then, he had seen all the things that he did in Jerusalem. At, um, since they had seen all the things that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast. For they too came to the feast. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had turned the water into wine and there was a, a certain royal official whose son was sick in Capernaum. Having heard that Jesus had come back from Judea to Galilee, he went to meet him and began asking him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. The royal official pleaded with him, Sir, do you do come down at once before my child dies? Jesus said to him, go, your son lives. The man believed what Jesus said to him and started home. As he was already going down the road, his servants met him and reported that his son was living and, and it was healthy. So he asked him what time he began to get better. They said yesterday during the seventh hour, the fever left him. Then the father realized that it was the very hour when Jesus had said to him, your son lives. And he and his entire household believed and confidently trusted in him as savior. This is the second sign attesting to the miracle that Jesus performed in Cana after he had come from Judea to Galilee, revealing that he is the Messiah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack a lot. in there. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> You know, um, first thing I want to say is that I appreciate this part because instead of, and I think that we're really, the authors were really meticulous in the way they, 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 they placed the story because it's easy for us to just go chronologically with, you know, one miracle after another, but it's really also important to show signs of the times, mm -hmm. right? Because it, like in my culture, they say news don't walk. News doesn't have feet, but it can walk, right? <laughs> it's like, how did this news get around to so many people? So people were hearing of this, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just physically seeing things. It was like the most truthful people, the people who had so much integrity were also the ones spreading this news mm -hmm. saying, this man is for real. This is not a joke. This is not magic. This must be the son of God because he is performing things that no one it's not a mirage. No one has seen. And I think that in itself lent to credibility of who Christ was or is, you know, so the sign of the times is really important. And that's why I like the fact that this is the second one that they discuss. Yeah, you are so right, Philia. I think um, this is the second, uh, this is the second miracle that's like full miracle that is attested to. But we know that the, Jesus must have performed other miracles Absolutely. that we haven't seen. Like, right? When we talked about the last one, his mother knew his capabilities. So right. who knows what she'd witnessed when, what, while he was growing up, right. that she was able to say, he can do something about it. Right. And then there's all these signs that people are talking about, mm -hmm. right? They weren't just talking about the one thing. There were other things that right. Jesus was doing that may not have been recorded mm -hmm. so vividly in the New Testament. Right. But he was traveling and preaching. He began his ministry and he was doing things. And John tells you about the temple before he tells you about this miracle. And, and, and I think there's a really important reason why 
it preceded this miracle, the telling on um, the retelling of this miracle. Mm -hmm. And it was because of what Jesus said that, um, that the people that he didn't believe that the people who said that they were witnessing what he was doing mm -hmm. in, in, uh, in the temple and following him, he felt like that was superficial and shallow, mm. right? Like you needed real true faith. Right. I think that's what he was seeking. And you know what? Coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, he sees that with the, the, um, um, he sees that with this father, right? right? Because the miracle is performed. Um, and, and then he talks about another miracle that is coming when the temple, he says he would destroy the temple and in right. three days it will rise. Right. And no one knew what he was talking about because Jesus, those who know, know, right? He's already said that those who have ears to hear will hear. Right. And so not realizing what Jesus is about to do, not realizing what those signs are, you know, right. not having that sight to see in the ears to hear will make you say, oh my gosh, Jesus is so wonderful. He's doing these, these, these tricks, right? We're going to follow him. We're going to believe what he says, but you're just going with the in crowd. You're just, you know, hearing about miracles and you're thinking like this, this is the, this is the all be it. You know, you're not even thinking this is the all be it. Like this man is performing miracles. I'm going to follow him because it's something to do. But Jesus is saying, no, it's more than that. It requires true faith. It requires true devotion. Right. And he says that to the father who was seeking healing from his son. Right. He says, unless you don't see it, there's no miracle. And he's trying to prove that it is beyond the physical witnessing. Got you. Right. It is more about believing in something beyond, beyond. what you can see. Correct. He told the father, he told the son, um, the father that his son was healed. He's healed. That's it. He didn't see because no. he wasn't there. Right. And he believed him. Right. And he left. He went back home. Right. And it was a journey to get to him. So like you said, the news right. has um, feet. Right? Right. 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 It came to this man in his town. Right. That's like two days away from where Jesus was. Right. And he traveled. He didn't send a messenger. He went himself, he went himself right. and yes. asked Jesus to come and heal his son. Right. Right. And Jesus says, unless you see it doesn't happen. Wow. I, I'm just blown away about, about how Jesus uh, performed. How he things. performed, right. And there's that confidence in go. You know, it's like it shall be done. It It is done. You know, it that testament, that, those test, that testimony just shows that Christ is all. He can do all. God has given him this, this ability to do all. And even when he talks about, um, I will destroy this temple. I love the metaphor in, and in three days it shall rise again. And they're like, Oh, what are you talking about? This temple took 46 years, but uh, <laughs> they don't even, they had no idea that we're talking about this temple is this body, you know? So Christ was even, um, a linguistic, <laughs> a linguist in a sense, right. In the way he used words in the way he, he said almost, Parable-ish, if that's a word, <laughs> like parables, right? Clever. He he was extremely metaphors. clever, and that's why. So this temple that they were just looking around them because they're looking at the superficial. They're not. They're looking at these semantics. They're not thinking of of the essence of what Christ is talking about. So in the same way that 
God gave him power to reign. He's saying I could destroy this in like this and build it like this. So how can I not heal? How can I not turn, you know, uh, 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 water into um, wine? Like it's, it's endless. The possibilities are endless. And I love, and I love that reason why he did what he did and why the news traveled so fiercely mm -hmm. because of that power. I mean, I, I, I love what you said. I love that you, um, you talked about how this traveled so fiercely and how you can't really understand what's going on, even when Jesus is telling you, mm -hmm. because he's, although he's speaking plainly, you don't understand the metaphor. You don't get it because it's not revealed to you, right? The truth is not revealed to you. We know that Jesus is the truth, right? He's yeah. the way, he's the light, he's the truth. And people can grab onto what they see but it doesn't reach the depths of their soul. They don't have that deep connection yeah. and understanding. They right. don't have the faith and that true belief that right. comes with it. That's why in that temple, after people followed him because of the news of, of his uh, miracles felt, and signs. They were a little contrived, right? right. He wanted more. He, wa he mm -hmm. wanted more. Mm -hmm. He wanted more belief. Right. He wanted something deeper. Right. And he got that with this father, father. Right. who wanted to heal his son. And he asked Jesus to come and he asked a second time and said, you have to come because my son is going to die. And so he believed in Jesus's power, Correct. but he might've thought it was hand, something hand, right, right. Like Jesus actually needed <laughs> has to, to physically be there. be there. But like you said, it's, it transcends what we can believe and think right. and know. Like this is revelations upon revelations. Jesus is telling you that when the Messiah is here, this is God is here. There is something beyond what your mind can even grasp. That's the power of miracles. It's beyond imagination. Right. It's inexplicable, inexplicable because God is not defined by the rules of this reality. Mm -hmm. He's not held back by that. He can defy them because he created them. Right. Right. <laughs> he can bend the rules. He can do different things. He can show you things are outside of your scope. But do wow. you have eyes to see, ears to hear? No. Do you have a heart that believes? You have that, yeah. You need that faith. That faith is has to be as strong as bricks and cement, you know, because the bricks and cement yes, of the temple, yes, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So although it's metaphorically, and then it's also you know, symbolic in how strong our faith has to be. It has to be like concrete. It has to be indestructible. Mm -hmm. And when you, you are what you believe, mm -hmm. you know, so you believe and you, and that's how you manifest these, these miracles. And you can actually, and, and that confidence that Christ had in what God had graced him with, because he's humble still. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, he's not boasting that I can do all this and I reign over this. No. He still calls on to his father, you know, to almost like a reinforcement, almost to assure you and saying, I am humbled and please grant me this. And he's given that. So th this, this, this sign of the time, I think was, was really, really important in setting the stage and the platform for these other miracles. To, for to sure. Yeah. I mean, it creates a, a it creates this religion that we have, this yeah. Christianity, and it requires our faith, right? We weren't there. We weren't witnesses. No, man, but do we believe? That's, you know, you know, part of me thinks like, mm -hmm. 
you know how like you're watching a TV show and they're having dialogue and then the character turns to the camera and says something. Breaks the third wall. Well, That's right. what they He's call. kind of like talking to <laughs> yes, you, the yes, audience at that. home. I feel point. like this is what Jesus was doing. Right. He says, unless you people see miraculous right. signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. This is in John 4, 48. Yes. He's telling us, yes. will you believe? Yeah. Will you believe? Do you believe in something that transcends more, more than, than bricks? Right. Do you believe, even if you see miracles, right? Is it, do you have a deeper faith? Right. And it brings me to the point that today we can pray and manifest miracles oh, and Jesus doesn't have to be present. Doesn't have to be. He's even transcended. Though, even though he could be in the room, for, right? On a spiritual, well, yes, in a spiritual plane. Eons ago. Right. But you that don't power. need to bring him to Jesus yes, to lay hands. Yes. You don't need to bring him to a spiritual oh, leader to lay hands. Place. You can pray. Yes. You can believe. You can have faith and manifest your miracle right there yes. and then. Because like I said, we were going to, with every single miracle, we're going to talk about what you needed to do. Right. What you need to what do you to manifest to do. Right. your miracles. Right. And to you make it need your to modern day faith, miracle. Right? Yes. Unless you people see signs and wonders, mm. you will not believe. So do you believe even if you don't see it? Yeah. Can you have faith in wow. something you can't touch and hold? Or do you need God to show you something just for you to believe? Wow. That is such an amazing proclamation, sis. I, I really love this. I love this miracle. I, it, it just shows the power of, of Jesus and how our faith must be cemented and brick, you know, so that we can continue to believe in, in his power and what he can do. So stay tuned for our announcements and our closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on who spilled the tea on Jerusalem, miracles, signs, and healing in Jerusalem. Before we end, we have a few announcements, and then we will close with a prayer. First, we would like to announce that we'll be back next Wednesday to discuss Season 2, Episode 5 of The Miracles of Christ. We are delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesday's YouTube live discussion, where we will be discussing your season pass to miracles and how they relate to our walk with Christ. This will take place tonight at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Lastly, our weekly podcast, Treading Faith, is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, then spread the word, spread the news, and follow us. Click that like button, and then you can comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now, let us join together in prayer, because we believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. God, we thank you. We thank you that when you are for us, then nothing can be against us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are at the right hand of the Father, continually interceding for us. We thank you 
that nothing can separate us from your love. We are recipients of your great love and the good news of your gospel in our salvation. Enlighten the eyes of our heart that we may see, that we may know what is the hope to which you have called us, the hope of eternal life. May our hearts burn with the words of the Great Commission so that we may make disciples of all nations. We pray that you open doors in all areas which our lives intersect. May you pave the way for the conversation we will have. We pray that you would open the doors in our workplaces, in our schools, in our leisure activities, and in our relationships. Make us aware of opportunities to bear witness to the greatness, the glory, and the goodness of our Savior. Give us a boldness to walk through these doors and proclaim the hope of redemption in Christ and the promise of eternal life for the glory of your name and for our good. Lord of all nations, you display your power in all the world. You are the miracle working God. You turned water into wine. You restored sight to the blind and made the deaf hear. You made the lame walk. You healed the sick and raised the dead. You conquered death in your resurrection. Everything you touch is powerfully transformed. Let us know the powerful touch in our lives. Give us the strength to follow you, Lord. Bless us and keep us. Make your face shine upon us. Turn your face towards us and give us peace. Heavenly Father, may the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, in Jesus' precious name, may we all come into agreement and say, Amen, amen, and amen. We thank you. We appreciate your love and avid support. We wish you all a blessed morning and can't wait to see you tonight on our Treading Faith Live Wisdom Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Until then, have a safe and productive week. We love you so much. Goodbye for now.